Hello, listeners, and thanks for joining us for this edition of Columbia Chronicles Food for Thought. If you're interested in learning more about how the COVID-19 pandemic is affecting food insecurity in the local community, you're in the right place. It's your chance to better understand how the news about the fight to eliminate food insecurity may affect you and your life. You may even learn new ways that you can contribute to the greater good, and it only takes a few minutes of your time. What if education isn't the only crucial service in-person learning provides? Some students in the Richland One School District regularly rely on the meals they receive at school. According to Feeding America's 2020 National Report on Childhood Hunger, the national child food insecurity rate is projected to increase by anywhere from 1.6 to 9% due to the effects of COVID-19 on employment. Reporter Emma Dooling talks with a local teacher about fighting childhood hunger during a global pandemic and how her school has adapted to help young learners. Monsters love underpants. In a normal school year, McKeever Cobia's kindergarten classroom at Satchel Ford Elementary School would be noisy with the sound of children playing and Cobia trying to keep the peace. But this is no normal school year. The classroom is empty most of the week. And on the days that Cobia's students are present, their bright and shiny faces and high-pitched voices are covered by masks. Yeah, she's kind of weird. Cobia got her degree at USC when she and a friend decided to major in education together. Well, she hated it. <laughs> and I loved it. Now in her 13th year as a teacher, Cobia has learned a lot about teaching and sadly, even more about childhood hunger. She sees the effects of it in her very own classroom and works to take care of her students who need extra nutrition. For snack time, Cobia hands out Cheez-Its, goldfish, and fruit snacks to kids who can't bring their own. And there are a lot more in need today than when she started. It was not as bad as it was now. Um, I've just seen in the last few years, it's gotten really worse. So 13 years ago, we didn't, they weren't giving out food. They weren't doing any of these services like they're doing now. The Richland One School District started its free meal program in 2015 through the Community Eligibility Program, which is funded by the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National School Lunch Program. In this program, the schools provide seven days worth of breakfast and lunch meals to all students in the school district that want them. In response to the pandemic, Richland One extended the program into the summer, and then again through December 31st of this year. These meals can be picked up at five different schools in the district or can be transported by bus to families who cannot pick up the meals themselves. So I think they're I think they're trying their very best. And they give lunches and breakfast over the summer. You could go pick it up, you sign up, you could pick it up. Cobia has one student in particular whom she knows relies regularly on this program. Last year, Thursday and Friday, she eats breakfast, she eats lunch, and then they send her home snacks for the weekend and they send her home breakfast and lunches for the week till she gets back. I don't think she's, she's not homeless or anything like that, right. but I think they probably struggle a little bit more than most. You know? Although food insecurity can be a difficult topic to discuss, especially with kids, Cobia is honest with her students about the struggle that some members of the community face. She explains how the school helps certain kids in the simplest way she knows how and her little ones seem to understand. So they've seen the bag, but they've never really asked about it. I and mean, they'll say like, why does she get that? And I'll just say it's extra snacks and to them that's a fine answer. You know, they never think anything much more about it. And she has never said anything either. 
But even with all of the things the school district and Cobia herself provide for these young, impressionable minds, Cobia still worries about the kids when they aren't in her classroom. I think it's not what we wanted, what we intended, what we signed up for, and, and that's hard. Cobia looks forward to the time when childhood hunger won't be as big of a problem as it is today. As for her students, they have some dreams of their own. Oh, we said if you had one wish, what would it be? And one of them said for COVID to go away. And Cobia's answer to that question would be that her kids come to school happy, healthy, ready to learn, and never hungry. So if you hear strange scuffles from beneath your bed, beware, you might just catch a monster trying on your underwear. For Columbia Chronicles, I'm Emma Dooling. Columbia Chronicles provides in-depth coverage of news and issues in our community and is designed to serve the public interest. It's produced through a partnership between USC's Honors College, the School of Journalism and Mass Communications, and the Garnet Media Group. Did you know one in three college-age students regularly go hungry? The SNAP program guarantees help for qualifying college-age students. You may qualify for benefits if you work more than 20 hours a week, you participate in a work-study program, or if your family has recently received federal assistance. To learn more about qualifying and to apply for food stamps, go to scmap.sc.gov or simply Google SNAP benefits.